guys, welcome to another ESL podcast. I'm your host, Arsenio, as usual, and today is going to be a little bit of a special. For those of you who do not know me, I'm going to be asking myself these personal interview questions. I highly doubt I've done this before. Uh, I've probably talked about them on other podcasts, such as like IELTS Speaking and whatnot, or I've brought them up with other interviewees, but I've never had the opportunity to ask myself these questions. So that's what I'm going to do today. So we have about eight of them. Let's see how long each of them are. Now, I remember talking about one of the most amazing moments I've ever had in my life. Uh, But this first number one is what's the most exciting thing you've ever done? Okay. Now, of course, you could think of it. You could do some free writing. You could share your stories, but also something that I've done. Now, I'm not sure if a lot of you still have or have listened to what I've done or, you know, in the past, I think I've talked about my trip to Bali, but one of the most exciting things I've ever done, okay, let's just say when I made a decision to go abroad for the first time without consulting anyone, I went with my heart. So, because I remember the buildup over the summer. Now, back in May of 2009, it's a very complicated situation. Let's just say, or was a very complicated situation. At the beginning of the year, the girl who I had been dating for the year prior to that, which was 2008, she had left me. Yeah, she left me high and dry, meaning she just said, oh, I'm gone. She hurried up, got into another relationship, and within one year, she had a baby. Now, I didn't know so much about the baby until this guy who was kind of like, he wasn't a leecher, but he was someone who would always float around and he lived in the past all the time. His name was Jason. And I remember that I saw him before I actually moved to Australia, which is another whole story. Uh, I remember seeing him at a restaurant. He's like, Arsenio, he was working there. He came up to me and the first thing he said, again, after two years of not seeing him, hey, did you hear from Christine? I'm like, dude, I haven't talked to her in two years. At the time, it's been 11. (laughs) But I'm like, why are you living in the past? I don't care about her. She's like, oh, she had a baby. I was like, oh, cool, man. All right. I mean, what little bit of information is that going to do? Congratulations. But at the time in 2009, it was heartbreaking. Um, It was so hard for me, but I had attracted some great individuals into my life at the time that made me get over that. Made me start free thinking. And I started coming across individuals such as Carrie. Carrie, I still have him on Facebook. He is Vietnamese American. Well, American with the Vietnamese heritage. And I remember he said, probably around February, he said, man, you could go to Vietnam and do this. And I was like, Vietnam? And I had met someone from Vietnam uh, doing just like creating ID cards at this place. Uh, what is it? at? But one of the campuses that was far away from where I was. And I was like, oh, man, yeah, man. And, you know, we're having conversations. I'm meeting these different people from different countries. And I'm just so excited overall. Um, And then he was telling me about that. Then I had met another guy. And I forgot his name. But I guess I was just trying to find my way and trying to fit in with different individuals. But he had told me about a trip he had taken to Hawaii. And he was saying Maui and here and there. And so all of these events led up to me saving an incredible amount of money, you know, getting rid of my past, trying to move on. And then I woke up one morning in May of 2009. And that was the beginning 
of a new journey. And again, something told me you should travel. And I'm like, well, I'm kind of traveling over in America. I'm kind of over it. Meaning I just really do not, I don't have that desire to travel in America, you know? And at the time there weren't that many applications where you can meet people and whatnot. There was just couch surfing, which I think isn't so big anymore, obviously. But I remember I had a friend, Satomi Nakagawa, who had visited me in Japan a year prior to, uh, not in Japan, she's from Japan, Kyoto, and she had visited me in Las Vegas for eight days a year prior to that during the crazy financial crisis, which is funny. I didn't even know there was one. And I said she was going to Macquarie University in North Sydney, and I said, hey, Satomi, man, I got enough money. I really want to take a trip there, but I need to stay at your place because I don't want to pay for a hotel. She's like, oh my gosh, she was so elated. I went out there and that was the most excited thing I ever done. Because again, my family, they were completely against it. This is why I never consulted them. I had to buy a passport. I had to get all this information. The Filipino American lady uh, who was actually at the post office, who was you know, getting all my paperwork in order. She was just so excited for me. It was just an amazing moment. And that, that, like in June, I remember that USA was playing Spain. There was the Confederations Cup. And then, then came, you know, the early, early part of July. And then Transformers had come out. And me, I'm just saying to myself, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm ready for this. Like every day I woke up, I just kept looking at pictures in Australia. And remember, the Internet was still pretty, pretty young at that stage. You couldn't find all the information. There weren't like tons of blogs or even videos on YouTube of things you could do in Australia. But I just had a friend there. And when I set off on that trip, I remember I landed in Los Angeles and the guy was like, do you have a visa? I said, oh my God, no, I don't have a visa. What can I do? He's like, don't worry. I can get you one right now and you'll be, you know, you'll be approved in about three minutes. I'm lucky because I didn't look up that information. But I remember being on V Australia, now known as Virgin Australia. Uh, and, you know, seeing some, you know, Australians there, but I wasn't really speaking to anyone on that plane. But I remember landing in Brisbane and I had to hurry up and take a train to this other part, you know, to take my, you know, my connecting flight from Brisbane to Sydney. And I met this Australian with the Chinese heritage girl. She was born in Australia and she had that accent and she had become my friend, man. It landed in Australia and that was the beginning of a new me. That was the most exciting thing I've ever done because I remember the buildup. However, that was the beginning of me pulling away from my family, although I was still close to my family in 2010, 2011. But by the time I had come back from Australia living there, which is an entire story in its own, um, it was no long, I could no longer live in America and I could no longer be around my family. So again, there's going to be a lot of personal development flowing into these podcasts, but nonetheless, guys, that's the most exciting thing I've ever done was I took the biggest leap of faith and I visited a friend in Australia and that changed me forever. 11 years on, here I am in Thailand <laughs> with one of the best ESL podcasts, top three in the world, and just doing so many other things that help individuals. Exciting, 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 exciting. So Going into number two, how important is it to have a routine when working or studying? Very important. Let me give you an example. If I leave my home at 6.20 to go to the gym, I wake up at about four-ish. I do my meditation. By about 4.50, I hurry up and check as many things as I can within 10 minutes, and then I do a light cardio workout from about 5 a.m. or 5.10 for just 20 minutes. I come back, 
I hurry up and do a video for either my personal development course or my ESL course. Uh, I try doing a podcast. Uh, I record a couple of things. I get everything together and then I shoot off to the other side of town. I mean, no, I don't shoot off. I shoot off to the gym. And then after that, while I'm on the train for about 15 minutes, I'm posting things on Instagram. I'm replying to people. And then I go ham for one hour, a really crazy, ridiculous workout, just busting my ass, meaning just working out as hard as I possibly could. Okay. And then after that, I go to another place, depending on where I go that morning. Uh, it could be to the bank, which I train the executives, or it's, you know, to another, another side of town, or I'm teaching TOEFL. It all depends, right? Schedules always change. So that is a very uh, important routine that I have in the morning because it sets up my day for victory. Now, my nightly routine is also very good now because at 8 p.m., I turn off all notifications. And for the next 30 to 30 minutes to one hour, I leave that time for me. That is Arsenio time. So what do I mean by that? Well, you know, I don't like to do so much work after 8 p.m. I just kind of read a book. Yvette Rose, I do some logging in my journal. I write down my gratitude list and then I go into meditation. And then while I'm meditating, uh, you know, I get extremely sleepy. And then that's when I just turn over and within 25 seconds, I go to sleep. And then I wake up, do the same thing. So the nightly, the, the, the morning routine, the cardio before a workout, getting all the food, everything down packed. I have my yogurt, got my banana, got my good, you know, whatever it is, the supplements I take. Uh, it could be probiotics. It could be aloe vera, you know, from Herbalife, whatever it may be. Um, but that sets me up for a victory. So I think it's unbelievably important. So here we go. How has my life changed in the last two to three years? You guys don't know so much about me. And this is why I'm doing this podcast because, oh my God, my life, man, guys, it has been a journey. Nonetheless, I, I'm very, very grateful for it all. I think everything had come into my life for a reason. And here I am doing some unbelievable work. We're talking life work. I got back in contact with one of my friends, a number of friends, and now I'm just getting ready and preparing myself to kick off my foundation uh, in the, I guess you could say the Northeastern section of Thailand. Uh, I'm going to start uh, volunteering for kids at a school for probably two or three days and whatnot. This will be the beginning of the Arsenio Buck Foundation. Crazy. So, so many different things, man. I'm just so, so excited. And three years ago, I wasn't pursuing my life work. I was just seemingly existing you know i was at a job where things were rapidly deteriorating people had you know different opinions about me and they said oh well we don't think you could teach this and i'm like dude guys i'm writing an ebook on that but they don't care so when people aren't in alignment with what you got going you're going to have to let those people go even if it's a job you know and that's what happened i was working at this place for three years but i know this environment or i knew this environment that environment that I was in was unsupportive. There were too many things I had to continue overcoming and proving people wrong. I do not have to prove people wrong over whatever it is, the color, the creed, the religion, whatever it is I represent. I, mu I mustn't have to prove anyone because I know how great I am and I know my opinion of myself. So you guys heard that, of course, the podcast with Bart uh, in regards to that. And guys, I'm just trying to tell you how important it is to take that leap of faith.
I was scared. I remember I finished the gym. I had came across some, uh, some Australians. They were Air Force people. They flew airplanes. They were tall beyond tall. So cool. I was doing workouts with them on a routine basis towards the end of 2017 at night. I would see them in class along with a few others. And you know what's funny? Because Americans, we have a tendency of opening ourselves up, meaning we have a tendency of speaking to you, you know, anyone and anything about our lives. And I told them, I was like, yeah, man, I just moved here to Bangkok from the outskirts because of this, because of that. And honestly, when I went home, I was like, dude, I don't know what to eat at night. I don't know about this. I don't know what I should do. What should I do here? I don't know what to do. You know, there were so many things that I was thinking about. And by all means, guys, I moved into this gorgeous condo that I'm in right now, but it wasn't always sunshine, you know? I was still waking up in the morning with that anxiety, knowing I have to go to this job where I was threatened that they wouldn't continue my work permit because of the most ridiculously racially influenced things. So after two years, of course, I quit. But there was a lot of forgiveness that I needed to do on myself, you know, for myself. And those people, I had a lot of hate for them because I really wanted to just tell them, oh, you, to tell them all the words. But again, we already know what they represent. And the problem is you let their opinions become your reality. And I'm saying that to myself. But then came 2018, that was the year of building up. That's when I started communicating with uh, you know, Luke and a couple of other people. And I just began climbing, climbing the ladder. And then 2019 was a coming out party got about what five different projects and then this year was just this year has been the biggest success ever and it's only march so my life has changed dramatically for the best and it's because i was telling myself over and over and i sat in complacency complacency meaning i got very comfortable being comfortable and i wasn't growing anymore see at the height in 2016 at that job in the outskirts of bangkok i should have left but I didn't. And because I didn't, that's what ended up happening to me. A lot of problems began flowing in. There were people, there was a bullseye target on my back. And no one was, no one was giving me the benefit of the day, the doubt, nothing. So I'm very fortunate because I ended up leaving. And now my life is the greatest. Because I knew coming to Bangkok, I knew opportunity would be here for me. So there it is. So here we go. What jobs are popular in your country? Of course, we already know what's happening right now in terms of jobs. They are being slashed in half. However, I think flight attendant jobs, they get paid more than doctors. Flight attendants in Thailand get paid more than doctors. They get paid more than nurses. And it's not because they make a 10,000 US dollars a month. No, it's the fact that nurses are severely underpaid. So a lot of these brilliant young individuals, the, both the women and the men, they go through rigorous amounts of training and they have to do tests and they have to study their asses off for years only to make a very very small salary and then when times like this come up when you know there are different like infectious diseases no infectious viruses out there um you know they put their life at risk for just a minute salary so again flight attendants it's popular but now it's been depopularized because now they're being laid off. Pilots are being laid off. Flights are being grounded. People aren't getting that many flights. This is the global recession now.
So it's very important for all of you not to have a job, to have a passion you live in is something I would encourage you guys to do. So is it a good idea to continue studying throughout your life? You already know, not studying, not studying academic text, texts. You know what's funny? I was uh, reading because uh, I, I posted on one of my podcasts, The Subtle Art of Not Giving Up. Mm, you guys already know, right? And in that book, you know, this guy, he said a lot of things. I was like, yeah, right. You know, but there were some things he said. I was like, okay, that makes sense. But nonetheless, there was a guy that commented on that video and said, you know what, outside of academic tests, this is the only thing I've listened to. Thank you so much. I'm like, dude, seriously, that's all you're, you sound like me, what I was back like 12 years ago. And I was just a fool working in the rat race, doing the same things that everyone's been doing the last 200 years. Please don't, please don't. Study things that are important, that help people. Some people would say, well, a doctor helps people. Yeah, but the majority of doctors, they actually become a doctor because of the money. They don't become a doctor because they want to help. If that's the case, they would have ended up starting a foundation and doing something that, you know, like Pencils of Promise, although that's a very corrupted organization. But you guys get the drift, right? So not studying, but learning. Learn about you. Learn about personal development, the 15 lessons of the law of success. Learning about how to become an asset in the world. That's important. Not studying, but learning. So, and the last one, how do you think my life or how do you think, my, I'm sorry, how do I think my life is going to change in the future? Now, every day is a journey. Every day is a journey. You know, I think the most dramatic change that's going to happen within the next year is that I'm, I will be leaving Thailand because once I start making, you know, a wage that matches what I make here in Thailand, I'll be self-sustainable. And then I'll be able to leave to South America or Central America where I want, really want to go. I would love to go to the Brazils, uh, you know, Chile, Venezuela. No, 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 not no. Okay. Let me rephrase myself. Colombia uh ecuador you know different places peru i would love to do some humanitarian work out there but not only that i would love to go to panama you know uh puerto rico that's where my you know my mom's side of the family is i would love to go down there but costa rica is a place i would love to live i just have to become self-sustainable enough whereas i'm like okay i'm gonna go here i'm gonna go there i can live everywhere such as what yvette rose does so guys, that's a little bit about me. You know, there's so much more to talk about. If you guys want to ask me more questions, I would love to do live Q and A's and whatnot. But again, guys, I really wanted to do this development speaking task because so you guys could get to know me and whatnot. So in saying that guys, thank you so much for tuning into this wonderful Arsenio interview. I'm your host as always. Stay tuned for more over and out.